Small-scale ecosystems. An ecosystem is a complex natural system of living and non-living things that link together. Biotic means living things such as plants, fish, birds and foxes. And abiotic means non-living things such as rocks, sunlight and atmosphere. So a small-scale ecosystem of things such as ponds, hedgerow and woodlands. And large-scale ecosystems are an area of similar plants, animals that are adapted to it, and certain conditions, which could be like rainforests or deserts. Fresh water ponds provide a variety of habitats for plants and animals. They are big variations in the amount of sun, light, water and oxygen available in different parts of a pond. Food chain. So Frog or tadpoles, the energy source for that is microscopic plants, algae, midge, larvae, then algae is sunlight, sticklebacks are tadpoles, young fish, water, fleas or beetles, herin is fish, frogs, tadpoles and larger insects, and perch are small fish, beetles and water fleas. How can changes affect the pond ecosystem? The perch will eat more of the smaller fish and small animals like frogs then this will reduce the amount of food for creatures further up the food chain, like herons. Then with fewer frogs, there will be an increase of creatures below frogs in the food chain. So ecosystems can take hundreds, if not thousands of years to develop. If an ecosystem is to be sustainable, it needs to be in balance. If there is a change to one of the components, it may well have knock-on effects for the rest of the ecosystem. Changes to an ecosystem can occur naturally or result from human activities. Global scale changes such as climate change and local scale changes such as changes to habitat when a hedge is removed. Global ecosystems. So what is a biome? A biome is a major regional group of distinctive plant and animal communities well adapted to the physical environment. And Earth's biomes create the biosphere. What do we find different by why do we find different biomes in different locations across the plant? So some reasons why is because temperature, which is the most important factor, and it needs to be over five degrees for it to grow. Continentally, the sea, which is marine influence, altitude, latitude, which affects temperature, needs sunlight and rainfall, and pressure and air pressure. Tropical rainforests. So climate in them are warm and wet, equilateral, high rainfall, which is about 2000 millimetres a year and the high temperature, which is around 27 degrees. The temperature is high and constant because it has powerful sun overhead. It has a distinctive wet season lasting about six months. Low pressure moves up and down by the equator, making rainfall more in summer and less in winter. Evapotranspiration, which is 50% of rain falling back in, and it protects itself from sunburn, not damaged enough to grow. And a random fact is rainforest extends 10 degrees north and south of the equator. So the soil in rainforests are infertile, nutrients found in the surface of the soil. Many trees and plants have shallow roots to reach the nutrients. Fungi growing on the roots transfers nutrients straight to to the air, which is the nutrient cycling. Nutrients held in plant matter. Soil protected 
from being washed away by dense vegetation cover and it's protected by leaves and dead matter. Forest structure is the forest floor, the understory layer, the canopy layer and the emergent layer. Monkeys and birds live at the top, at the top canopy, at the top. Canopy level is dense and it's home to snakes, birds and tree frogs. Canopy has a lot of food which is why there's a lot of animals up there. Understory contains young trees and large leaves to catch sunlight. Forest floor is very dark and many plants and animals adapt to it. Then some more random facts is the rainforest produce 40% of the Earth's oxygen and produce 50% of the living organisms, and that's why it's referred to lungs of the Earth. The independence of tropical rainforest. The independence is the way that all parts of the rainforest are dependent on each other. So what would happen if all the orchids went, this is on like the food chain, if orchids disappeared, there'd be less food for the macaws, meaning that they could only eat seeds. There'd be a bigger competition for food. If there was less food for the macaws, it would lead to less birds. And then the question two, if the grasshoppers increased, there would be a decrease in coconut trees and more food for the frogs in, in iguanas. Again, there'd be a bigger fight for food and many impact of fruit bats and monkeys. Now the nutrient cycles, it starts with the biomass, then it goes down to the dead organic matter, which goes to the litter and precipitation, or it can run off. Then it can go down the other way, which is a decomposition nutrient transfer, which is the soil, and it can go up, up, take back up to the biomass, or it can leach out. And then the six mark, four mark question, tropical rainforests are an independent ecosystem. Plants and animals are dependent on the climate because without rain or sunlight, plants won't be able to grow which leads to animals getting no nutrients. They are also dependent on soils as plants grow through the soil. And finally, the soil are dependent on the layers of the rainforest because the trees grow through the soil and hold the nutrients.